Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. That is Neil. Neil is a free man now. Neil worked his last shift together with me last night. Free agent, baby. Neil is now fun joining, employed. Joining the free agent frenzy in MLB. Oh, you're just uh, you're I'm showing interest? Our teams are showing interest I'm looking in for a $43 million a year contract. Per year. Like, like Max Scherzer. A little bit of a step up from the salary that you just had. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we've got a show for you today. We're going to talk MLB. And uh, like we were just alluding to, the free agent frenzy, to say the least, uh, we're going to talk what should the Blue Jays do next now that uh, they obviously have some roster changes. We're going to talk the Raptors and the fact that they have lost, what is it now, eight of their last ten games? And a tailspin, those Raptors. Yeah, uh, we'll get more into that. Uh, then we're going to talk more NFL upsets and then some FPOW to finish us off. Uh, but uh, let's get started. Let's talk about um, the, the, the storm of the MLB free agent market. It's been wild. It's been there's a lot of money being thrown around right now, Josh. Um, what's what's the most surprising to you? Which, a lot of which fucking one of crazy these? money? Like there's 38 year old Max Scherzer. That's the first thing I said, right? Like just that contract really stands out for me. It's really you know we talked about it for weeks and weeks leading up throughout the season. I told you that Marcus Semien was going to chase big money in the off season, and here we are. Seeing Marcus Semien get big money in the offseason, get a max contract, mm-hmm. which he deserves. He was a runner-up in the MVP chats. You know, like he cemented himself. He had the most home runs ever by a second baseman. Marcus Semien earned a $175 million contract over seven years. He yeah. earned that. It was you an know. MVP season he just had. Just want to, you know, one thing about Marcus Semien that really stands out is that he got non-tendered by the Oakland athletics two years ago Mm -hmm. which means they said hey we're not going to resign you Mm -hmm. you got to go out and find a new home and he revived himself with the toronto blue jays the year prior to that he had an mvp type season with the oakland a's he had a down season and then the oakland a's are just like see you later pal Mm -hmm. blue jays took a shot on him signed him to a one-year 18 million dollar contract the blue jays actually gave many individuals including steven matz and Robbie Ray, similar type deals where they can kind of prove themselves, kind of like prove it yourself, prove it type of contracts for them. And then those three players got some big money in the offseason this past week. So they literally used us as a stepping stone. It's great for Marcus Samian, you know, great for this team. It really, you know, fuck, it really shows how great this Blue Jays coaching staff is to take players who are considered, you know, like, not in their form with their current squad or like released by their current teams and then take it to the next level. You really hone in on what they need to develop, what they need to work on, get them to the next level. And then here we're seeing we have no chance of resigning them. So exactly, it's bittersweet, but great to see Marcus Semien, Steven Matz and Robbie Ray all get great contracts this year after, you know, having to work their asses off for it last year. Are you, are you bitter a little bit? It sounds like you're 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 playing Switzerland here. You're not uh, you're not really uh, mad or, or happy. You're just saying it's great for them. But is there any part of you oh, that's I, bitter about this? Not at all. I told you this is going to happen. You're not bitter you know, at so all. Not bitter at all. I knew this is going to happen. 
the thing is, look at this team and the way it's it's constructed, right? You have all the young guys who are going to be need to, needing to be paid, right? You can't keep them all. I feel the way the, the Blue Jays are re-signing players, they had an opportunity to re-sign Robbie Ray. They had a figure in mind. The contract that they offered to Kevin Gausman, which is five years, $110 million, is the contract that they offered to Robbie Ray. But Robbie Ray didn't want to sign before the the, the winter deadline, mm-hmm. which was uh, December 1st, which is today. Robbie Ray changed his mind after Gausman signed his contract. He changed his mind last minute and then accepted what turned out to be $1 million a year higher in contract with the Seattle Mariners. So... I feel like the the Blue Jays had an opportunity to re-sign Robbie Ray, but they went out and signed Kevin Gausman, a 30-year-old pitcher who has been top five in ERA and strikeouts per nine over the last two years, who's been getting better year over year, who has the best sinker in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to think that this isn't a great plan B. It's a great plan B. It just sucks that Robbie Ray made changed his mind last minute. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they were kind of playing cat and mouse with Robbie Ray, uh, Blue Jays coaching staff, because, uh, I mean, like, obviously they, they wanted him to stay, but they were thinking, you know, he was on his way out anyways. So let's go shore up our options here in the starting rotation. Yeah, I mean, like with with Robbie Ray, though, um, he had a, he literally had a Cy Young season yeah, he won <laughs> it's not like he had a Cy Young type of season he had he a Cy Young season Cy Young, yeah. and you know for him to go from someone who was almost striking out was walking as many batters as he was striking mm-hmm. out to go to what he is now I mean like it, it's been great I just have one thing to say about Robbie Ray you're gonna miss this it's been a oh my god <laughs> I'm going to miss those tight pants. That's what you were doing over there on your laptop. <laughs> just got to say, man. This is for his... This is towards his butt, right? Like, this is... Watching that booty. This is for the pants. Yeah. In the tight pants. Wow. We're, we're going to see that booty again. <laughs> I was wondering, are you going to just let this song play? <laughs> I was about to just let it play the entire time. Oh. Uh, but you know Robbie Ray, you know he had this fan base in the city bought in. You know the way he went about his business, he was just a muscular dude on the mound, wore the tightest clothes in the league, mm-hmm. and pitched his heart out. So he's going to do great things. I don't think he's going to do as well in Seattle because the fact of the matter is Robbie Ray had the best offense in the league behind him. So mm-hmm. what that does is getting five run run support a game as a starter, is it lets you have more room to throw strikes across the plate, to throw fastballs across the plate. Exactly. He's not going to get that kind of run support in Seattle. He, so, you know, I don't think he's going to have the even close to the season he had with the Blue Jays. He also doesn't have Pete Walker. <laughs> Nobody has Pete Walker. If we see a, we a significant drop-off for Robbie Ray this season, we'll know it was... Well, partially because of the offense, but yeah. more importantly because of Pete Walker. Kevin Gaussman will win a significantly amount, uh, more amount of games this season with the Blue Jays. He's going to have Robbie Ray type stats 
mm-hmm. so to speak. Kevin Gossman is going to be a great pitcher for us. You know, I'm really excited to see what he does. Yeah, absolutely. But moving on from that contract. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to talk about next? Which crazy one? Do you want to, since we're on the topic of Blue Jays anyways, do you want to talk um, what Marcus Semien got? The Rangers spent a lot of money. I want to talk about, well, I, I don't really want to talk about Marcus Semien's contract because he got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. If you think otherwise, let me know. No, no, I do. I mean, he was uh, like runner-up for MVP. In the, the, one, the one thing I do want to talk about with Marcus Semien is the fact that he signed in Texas to be a shortstop. The Rangers, and this is what blows my fucking mind, the Rangers then signed Corey Seager, who was a top shortstop in the league, to a 10-year, or $325 million contract. That's so they disgusting. signed... Shortstop, so to speak, shortstop Marcus Simeon, and they signed shortstop Corey Seager. Who's going to play shortstop? Which one did they sign first? They signed Simeon first, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So what the fuck? Like you want to be? Yeah, I want to play a short. I want to be a shortstop. That's the position I came into the league as. That's what I want to play. Marcus Simeon just signed a hundred seventy-five million dollar contract. He's there for seven years. Who plays shortstop? They're going to duke it out. They're going to battle it out. UFC cage match? Yeah. UFC cage match. Or rock, paper, scissors. I want to see UFC I want to see match. rock, paper, scissors in a UFC cage. Or vice versa. In oh. Robbie Ray's pants. In Robbie Ray's pants. Yeah. There's a party in the pants. And everyone except for Toronto Blue Jays fans are invited now. Um, but yeah. <laughs> imagine making... Imagine signing a contract for this amount of money. Like imagine being Max Scherzer... And saying, yeah, I guess I'll take $40 million a year. That sounds like sounds like a good deal. Even though I'm 38 years old and steadily declining. Robbie Ray, great. Got his contract. Marcus Samian, great. Got his contract. A lot of money's thrown around. But none of those fucking contracts compare to the one that fucking doesn't even hold a candle to what Max Scherzer just secured himself let me just prefix this by saying max scherzer is receiving 15 million dollars a year by the washington nationals to not play to not play for them they if they want to pay me that amount of money i won't play for them either if they want they're paying him i will take that 15 million dollars a year so with the 15 million dollars he's owed by the nationals Combine that with the amount of money that he's going to be making with the Mets, which is $43 million a season for the next three years, Max Scherzer is going to be making $58 million a season for the next three years. $58 million. That's almost double what any top player in the league is making right now. Just trying to think of all the things I would do with $58 million. I would definitely buy me my... Like some Tim Biebs, for sure. At least a pack of 10. Max Scherzer's 37 years old. You're going to buy some Tim Biebs. Yeah. Good fucking luck. I will wait until they have for ten ten properly. 10 Tim Biebs. 10 Tim Biebs, yeah. I will wait. I, I'm going to try it. I'll for probably any, get the fanny pack, too. Anyone ha- who has no fucking idea what Josh talking about, <laughs> Justin Bieber has collabed with... Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons yeah. popular uh, coffee chain in Toronto here, uh, co- mean, collabed in to make some sh- round-shaped donuts 
called Timbeebs. They're donut holes. They're not. Where is there a hole? In the donut. In the middle of the donut. Is that there's what a they hole. are? There's the, yes. If is that you how go, Timbits came into existence? Yes. Oh, fuck. They're donut holes. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean? Did I just did I just provide you with this with this information? Mind this blown. Life-changing information. Yeah, I thought they were just making round d- balls and calling them Timbits. I mean, yeah, but they they originally were called donut holes. There are some coffee chains in the I'm I'm loving this tangent we're going on, by the way. There are some coffee chains in the US and in Canada that yeah. literally called instead of calling them Timbits, they call them donut holes. I like that. The more you now know. we need to pitch this idea to, to Max Scherzer to open up his own donut holes. Scherzer chain. holes. Scherzer bits. Max bits. We'll get there. Holes by Max. Holes by Max. Oh, no. That's no? the opposite direction of where we <laughs> want to go. Uh, but uh, anyways, whatever he wants to do with his $58 million a year for the next three years, he can so do so. And he's do playing you, for the Mets, too. I was going to say, like the Mets have spent... They've gone on a, a shopping spree here. They've signed Starling Marte. They've signed Eduardo Escobar. Mark Kenya. They lost Steven Matz last year, and they lost Noah Syndergaard this year. But, you know, it's a bold move going out and, and signing Max Scherzer. And I think, you know, with the amount of money they threw at him, I think that was just out of frustration because the Mets were going after our boy that we just signed here in Toronto, Gaussman. Mm-hmm. They were trying to sign him, and they failed. Gaussman actually took less money to sign in Toronto. Oh, That's, did he actually? He did, yeah. The Mets actually offered him a higher contract. I like him already. He took less money to come sign in Toronto. And obviously the Mets would yell, yo, what the fuck? Because that the exact same thing happened to the Mets when they were trying to re-sign Steven Matz this year. And Steven Matz picked the Cardinals over the Mets. So obviously the Mets, after getting shunned and spurned twice. Shunned and spurned. Did you not hear like the uh, the GM and the owner of the Mets come out and call out Steven Matz's agent for signing in in uh, St. Louis instead of New York? I didn't see that. It was very public and very childish, but I'm like I'm believing that are. Max Scherzer got all that money from the Mets because they were just full out like frustrated that or th- probably thought that he would sign elsewhere if they didn't throw that kind of money at him. But he's 37. He's the oldest player in MLB history to sign a $100 million contract. There's a lot of records being broken in uh, this offseason right now, eh? Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I was okay with losing Steven Matz. He, he was a good pitcher, but he wasn't... Um, he was always... I think he was a rental for the Jays anyways. The Jays were really trying to make the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. We had a Cy Young winner... We had two runners-up for the AL MVP. We had multiple Golden Gloves, and we still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, we, we lost. The thing is, the Blue Jays lost a and lot of Charlie close Montoya games. still has a job. They lost a lot of close games because of their, their bullpen. Yeah. So, again, like I want to see more emphasis on signing big arms in the bullpen. I really like what the Chicago White Sox are doing and stockpiling arms in their bullpen. They have the best bullpen in the league. You know, like they, they're going to be good for a long time. The White Sox are because of their bullpen. You have to have depth in that bullpen that can shut down the end of games, right? Like it doesn't matter how good our rotation is. Our 
We have one of the best rotations in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, now our with this signing was our downfall this season. Yeah. So and also the fact that we didn't play at home. Just saying that as well. Again, like there are a lot of factors here, but with guys in the bullpen who you don't even know about, like a lot of injuries happen. You know, like Julian Merriweather, who started out really good at the beginning of the year, then got injured. And came back and didn't really look so good. He's still a free agent now, isn't he? Kirby Yates, hell of a season with the the Blue Jays. Kirby Yates had pitching zero innings. You know, let's get a fucking you know, let's give him the Jeremy Lin treatment here. Let's get a a full, you know, the, highlight video highlight video for Kirby Yates. Him, you know, putting his hat on his head or something like that. Yeah, know. you know, maybe grabbing the rosin bag. You know, oh, yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah. Kirby Yates, we need a highlight video. If someone on YouTube wants to compile this for us, I'll put it. I'll put it next it. to "Astronaut in the Ocean," which is, as I found out today, my most played song in my Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> I need to see that. I need to see that video. If you, I do might have to do together. it. I might have to do it. I'm gonna have a a lot of time on my hands after I finish editing this. So uh, one of the best videos of Jeremy Lin just <laughs> pulling up the arm. pulling up his armband, and that's the entire video. <laughs> so good, so good. Losing a ball, you know, a turnover. <laughs> um, but back to the Blue Jays. What should the Blue Jays do next this offseason, Neil? I think, you know, like what we saw is a disadvantage that this team had was the fact that they're very right-handed in their bats. You know, I'd like to see a power or contact left-handed hitter. You know, I would have loved to seen Michael Brantley sign here. I feel like that's a missing piece for this I thought team. they were in the running for Chris Bryant, too. Yeah, he's he's right-handed though. Like I, 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 we need to see like a little bit more balance with this lineup. It's one thing that we didn't see. You know, having a, a left-handed batter. I'm gonna shoot for the stars here and say that the Blue Jays need to go after a guy like Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. first baseman Freddie Freeman. See, like maybe a year or two ago, that would be shooting for the stars for the Jays, but not anymore. They got think. money now, you know. They got they got money. They got star power. They've got mm-hmm. Vladdy. They've got Bo Bichette. They've got George Springer. You know, some may say it doesn't. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. That's what you know the naysayers will say. But I feel you know having a first baseman sign, you're moving Vladdy back to either a DH spot or third base. I feel like you know he could occupy both spots. He wants third base. He wants third base. So signing Freddie Freeman's not so far-fetched it's just about the money right he's he's asking for at least 180 million dollars this season over five years so i mean that's a lot of money but freddie freeman is an mvp type player himself Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to replace the stats that you're losing from marcus Semyon, freddie freeman's a left-handed bat that you can slot in between four and five in between tay oscar and in between vladdy and he's gonna fucking mash all year long in toronto so go out. I, I I really hope they go out and sign him. He would he would be beloved from the fans immediately. He would be like a George Springer player. Like you don't care about what their past is. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people forget George Springer played for the Astros, and if he was still on the Astros, he would get booed everywhere he went. And uh, he came to Toronto, and people just kind of oh, it wasn't George Springer's fault. Let's let's all love. and we loved him. And he immediately, like, his jerseys were flying off the shelf. I have his jersey. So I think Freddie Freeman would be welcomed by this team. We've got one of the best fan bases in the world because you're literally, when you play for the Toronto Blue Jays, you play for an entire country. I mean, there's a lot of diehards that want to see Josh Johnson 
return. You know, if the Jays are the Jays are in the mix for a second baseman and uh, a third baseman to complete that in that infield, what do you think about Josh Donaldson coming back? I would love to see Josh. Josh Donaldson obviously loves Toronto. Like he was just at a Leafs game in a Josh Donaldson Leafs jersey. Like he he loves Toronto. He was he, just at a Leafs game. Yeah, you didn't see that. No, he. Like they, yeah, they put him on the jumbotron, and he, they gave him a jersey that said Donaldson on the back of it, and he was going crazy. Yeah, use that a leaf scheme. Wow, I mean that that's an option for them, right? It won't cost them an arm and a leg. It definitely won't cost them what it did cost them when they had Josh Donaldson before. If if they bring yeah. back Josh Donaldson, I would be very happy. There's also like a lot of talks about the Blue Jays being linked to guys like Chris Taylor, who's a free agent. You mentioned uh, Chris Bryant. Um, they're also linked to Jose Ramirez on Cleveland, who is a third baseman. The Jays would have to give up quite a bit because he's a perennial all-star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's still 26 years, el- 26 years old. He's still firmly in his prime. So what do you think about a trade that would involve, like, Jordan Groshans, uh, Lourdes Gurriel, and, like... I don't know, like a draft pick or something. I don't know. Like, what do you think about a deal like that? I'd be okay with or, deal. or Alejandro Kirk included in the deal. Um, I mean, I love Alejandro Kirk. I love Guriel. Um, but those are players that I hate to say it, but uh, can be replaced quite easily. Yeah. Like love them to death. Groshans is a top 20 prospect as well, mm-hmm. but he plays third base again. Maybe. It's not so far-fetched. We might see Jordan Groshans crack this lineup next year mm-hmm. as a third baseman, right? That's an opening now on this team. Maybe that maybe that is in the plan this entire time. You know, have someone cover the third base for one more year, bring up Groshans next year, develop him. They got their lineup set. Ramirez can play second base if they keep him. And the fact that, you know, these free agents or even, like, players that aren't free agents like Jose Ramirez, like they see Toronto as a contender now. You know what I mean? Like even though we didn't make the playoffs last year, like this team was good. So people are paying attention to Toronto now. Yeah, it's it's becoming a destination that a lot of players want to play. You know, exactly. signing Ryu, signing Springer, sign you know, all these signings have a lot to do with, you know, the environment that these players want to play in. They want to be surrounded with talent. Vladdy and Bichette started it all man like they yeah 100 they're exciting players that are just scraping the surface mm-hmm. yeah absolutely all right should uh we- should we move on to a less exciting toronto team right now yeah the toronto raptors i like to call them when they're playing like this the toronto crafters i knew you were gonna say that because they're I playing saw like, it in your eyes. <laughs> i looked across the table and i saw the word it was yeah crap well done uh, they have now lost, like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, eight of their last ten games. They are two and eight at home this season, seven and five on the road. At the beginning of the season, I said they were going to finish top six in the East. I agreed. Yep. That confidence is slowly fading, but the confidence is not completely gone yet. I still yeah. think this team has a very good chance of finishing top what do you, six. What, like, what's wrong with them right now? I know they're battling a lot of injuries. You know, you have Gary Trent Jr. with uh, a leg injury. Uh, you have Ananobi yeah. still out. But if you want to be a playoff team, you have to be able to deal with these injuries too and have the depth to deal with them. I don't know what the heck is going on with Chris Boucher this season. 
we just can't figure out how to use him in this rotation. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. He had he was a monster last year, and what like Scotty Barnes comes in and he's all of a sudden irrelevant. I don't know. Chris Boucher just fell off really hard. I feel you know I don't know what it is. He had one great year, and maybe that little bit of stardom got to him, but he's playing like trash now. He is. He's barely getting minutes in the rotation. You know, Coach Nurse isn't fucking putting up with it. He sees the effort. He sees the lack thereof yeah. in effort with Chris Boucher. And you have guys that are just coming in, like Banton, who have all the energy in the world when or they come on. Off, yeah. You know, he's a rookie, and he's outplaying Chris Boucher. So, Chris Boucher, see you later. If you can't figure it out, see ya. Banton has that energy to him that we're just not seeing from Chris Boucher this season. I honestly think Chris Boucher might get traded this season. I think we're, we're showcasing him right now we're, we're playing him because we want to showcase him to, to trade him. And then there's the issue of um, Dragic taking time away from the team, um, which, you know, is a, whatever. Dragic. But, um, yeah, no. I, it, it's not that, like, Freddie or Siakam or even Scotty Barnes are playing poorly. Like, that's not the issue here. Like, it's just, like, what... Looking at this team, looking at how they're playing, what... Like, what's the issue, in your opinion? Why are they not winning games? Their defense. Uh, the Raptors have always had a top 10 defense in this league. And right now, with the amount of young players they have on this team, it, it's way easier for the young guys to stay committed on offense. It's really hard for them to stay committed on defense. The Raptors have the 24th ranked defense in the league, and that's just not good enough. That's not going to win games. Especially if you have rookies on your team, you have young guys who are inconsistent on offense. You can't have an inconsistent offense if you have a trash defense. So until the defense can figure out consistent plays every time up and down the court, that they're going to struggle. They're going to have really good games when their offense is lights out. They're going to have really bad games when their offense is struggling because they are struggling on defense right now. And the thing is, Fred Van Vliet even came out and said, this is what he said last night after the game. He said, defense is hard to do every play, every possession, especially for young players. He says, NBA is built for offense, so believe it or not, scoring is easier because that's the way the game is built today. That's what Freddie said. Man, so that guy knows knows his shit. He's a player coach. He knows what he's talking about. And I'm, I'm glad we have him on the Raptors in order. He's mature beyond his age. Absolutely. I'm glad we we locked him up because like the the knowledge he's going to give to these these young players is just astounding. Um, but no, he's absolutely right. It's um, it's going to find like we have a lot of new players on this team, and we we have to find that consistency. Yeah, we do have bright spots. I mean, Scotty Barnes is averaging fifteen point four eight point fifteen point four points a game, eight eight point two rebounds, three and a half assists, a steal, and a block a game. Like that's. He's going to win Rookie of the Year with that stat. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's going to continue playing and developing over this year. He's playing banged up, too. I don't know if you've seen Scotty Barnes, but he's playing with a fucking... His hand is all wrapped up. He's got a thumb. He's jammed his thumb or, like, he sprained his thumb or something like that. You kind of need your thumb to shoot. So, eh. every time you see Scotty Barnes, he's getting to the hoop because he can't shoot. <laughs> That's just a factor of the matter. Even on, like, the last possession last night, he he messed up a pass. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, he's... Yeah, no, you're right. He's He is banged up. 
Absolutely. Uh, Did you see him stare down Steven Adams yesterday? Steven Adams had a hard foul on him, like, early in the first half. A really hard, like, block um, setting a screen against Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes saw it and then stole the ball in the next possession, had a breakaway lane to the to the basket, was eyeballing Steven Adams the entire way and almost messed up the layup, but he put it in. I didn't actually see that, but now I have to go and watch it. Man, he's a monster. He's not backing down from anyone. Remember Scotty when he, threw, he literally, like, choke slam Jared Allen earlier this season? Onto the floor, he literally like yeah, suplexed them onto the floor. A game against Cleveland, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't know what this team needs to do. I think they just need to find find those rebounds more often. Um, they just they're they're bad at rebounds. It was such an unpopular pick when the Raptors picked Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs. When unanimously the whole world thought the Raptors were gonna, gonna select take. Jalen Suggs, yeah. But then they picked uh, Scotty Barnes, which at the time was taken too early. Do you have any regrets about that pick now? No. It's only a quarter of the way into the season. Look at the season that Jalen Suggs is having. Look at the season that Scotty Barnes is having. Yeah, historically, point guards take longer to develop than you know smaller power forwards. But as of right now, Scotty Barnes, best rookie out there. You know, and it's, that's it's, including Kate Cunningham. I was going to say it's between him and Kate Cunningham right now. Kate Cunningham's got some triple doubles. And Evan doubles. Mobley. He's having a hell of a season, too. Yeah, Cunningham's got some triple doubles to his name so far this season. It's going to be close coming down the stretch. Um, I think Scotty Barnes is definitely the top contender in that conversation, but it's going to be close. He just needs to get healthy. So we'll see. I think, um, I, I still think they're going to finish top six. I do. Got a lot of work to do. They're four games under 500 right now. You got to be a 500 team to to make it to the playoffs. I feel at least in the East. Mm-hmm. If they're in the West, hell no. <laughs> the West is just ridiculous. Wild, wild West. Um, that game last night between Phoenix and Golden State. Juggernauts. I don't know where the fuck Golden State came from. 18 and three, both teams. The Suns have won 17 games in a row. 17. They made it 17 last night. But, like, Golden State was so bad last year. They're healthy and motivated. Jordan Poole stepping up. Yeah, and I talked about it, I think it was last week or the week before. They know Clay Thompson's coming back, so they're like, we can be a contending team if we choose to They have the best D-League team out there right now with James Wiseman and Clay Thompson. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) Historically, the best G-League team of all time with those two. James Wiseman and Clay Thompson. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Should we move on to some NFL? Let's do it. More fucking upsets this week, Josh. I know we talked our last episode last Friday. We talked about the Dallas Cowboys losing on American Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. to the Las Vegas Raiders. We saw more upsets this week, Josh. We saw the Rams lose to the Packers. They've lost three in a row. They've lost every game since signing Von Miller and signing Odell Beckham Jr. Do you think that Odell is a problem? Do you think that this team is a problem? Do you think this team who had every <laughs> opportunity to go for broke and took it, traded away all of the future that they had, they're going nowhere fast. They, they got Von Miller. are going all out because the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles this year. They're trying to do what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last season 
and win it all this season. Do you see that still happening with this three-game losing streak? I mean, it sucks that they lost Robert Woods. We talked about this a couple days ago, I think. Um, I think Robert Woods is a better receiver than Odell Beckham Jr. um, at this point in their respective careers. Um, When you look at this team, you look at this team on paper, like Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald on defense, like, three of the best defensive players in the league, if not the best. Um, and then you look at the star power on offense as well. I, I just, I don't see this team not making it to the Super Bowl. I just don't. Even even after this 0-3 run over the past three games, I just don't, I don't see them not making it to the Super Bowl. It sucks that they lost Robert Woods. Um, it really does. And the timing just worked out perfectly that they got Odell Beckham Jr. before Robert Woods was out for the season. They would have had those three top wide receivers on this team, but I I still see them making the Super Bowl. I do. I feel like what's wrong with this team is their defense. You know, it doesn't, their offense, whatever. Like they're going to be great on offense regardless, but their defense, they've got Aaron Donald, they've got Jalen Ramsey, they've got Vaughn Miller now. I feel like with three of the top five defensive players in the league, you got to do better than you're doing right now. You got to. I don't understand how you're not, you know? Like, it just, you got to fire that defensive coordinator. If you lose another game, if they lose this week, you have to fire the defensive coordinator. Really? You have to. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I see your point. Um, I, with this kind of a defense, with the the star power on this defense, I I don't think it's going to matter who's the defensive coordinator. How how do you allow a San Francisco team to run the ball over and over and over again and st- and lose the game? Mm-hmm. It's obvious what their game plan is. San Fran is running the ball almost two to one times as they're throwing it. That's their game plan. Plan for that game plan. I feel like I could be a defensive coordinator for the Rams. You could. You're a free agent now. You're yeah. unemployed. Just go for yeah. it. I'm fun employed. You're fun employed. Send in your resume. I'm going to send in my resume to the Nationals so that they can pay me $15 million to not play for them. But I'm still trying to pitch in the MLB, though. That's where the money's at. I mean, seriously. $58 million. I'm just going to pay screwballs every fucking time. <laughs> 40 mile an hour. Uh, do you think the Rams still make the playoffs or make the Super Bowl rather? Playoffs, yes. Super Bowl, no. No, not with the not with what they have right now. I feel like you know if you're Sean McVay, Sean McVay is probably the the main reason that the Rams lost last three games. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to shake some things up. Like the way they're playing right now, they're not getting anywhere. They're gonna make playoffs, but they're gonna have a hard time beating teams like Tampa, beating teams like Green Bay. You know, like just. Beating good teams. You know, they're going to have a hard time. I think they'll pull it together. I trust Sean McVay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do this week. Uh, some other upsets, though. Yeah, the Titans, again, like we're... That's, it's considered an upset because of their record and, and where they're at in standings right now. They have no one on that team, man. They have no running game. They have no pass options. They lost Derrick Henry. They're going to get Derrick Henry back before the playoffs, though. Are they? That's what they're. That's I what they he's said. out for the season. No, when he first went out, um, they said they would get him back right before the playoffs, like week sixteen or seventeen. Interesting. So that's why they went out and well, they waived Adrian Peterson, 
because they were just like, oh, you're not really doing much for us right now. We'll we'll let Jeremy McNichols take the reins until Derek Henry comes back. You've got Hilliard now, um, who's shown out well. But again, you're missing Derrick Henry. That's just it. There's no no other Derrick Henry in this league. So uh, the Vikings and Chargers both lost. Uh, Vikings, I wanted to talk about quickly because that segues into our next uh, part of the show. Vikings, Even these Dalvin, Dalvin Cook went down with a separated shoulder. He is expected to miss one to two weeks. You don't need shoulders to play football. Everyone He's out for that. one to two weeks. So with that, we're going to talk a little bit about FPAL. Okay, wait a minute. Are we done talking about the upsets here? Done talking about it. Let's talk fantasy pickups of the week. Mic drop. All right. Well, since you led the segue there, I'll My let you take it away. First, if you have any budget left in your, you know, if you're in a budget league Spend for those fab dollars, if you got fab dollars, got any left, throw it all on Alexander Madison. One to two weeks is not a long time for Dalvin Cook to be out, but. At this stage, I'm assuming everyone is in a battle either to be in top two places or for playoffs. Anyone can use Alexander Madison. He's going to be a top five running back for however long uh, Dalvin Cook is out. Go out and get him, Alexander Madison. He is a priority waiver spend. Spend your waiver one. Spend all your fab, Alexander Madison. Yeah, good call. Absolutely. Um, I, I definitely would have made that my number one if you hadn't said it already. Um, for my number one pickup, I is someone I've actually said before. Um, and the reason I'm telling you to pick him up is because he will be the starting running back for the rest of the season now. Christian McCaffrey is out. He was placed on the IR for a second time in a, in a season, which means he will not be eligible to return for the rest of the season, which makes Chuba Hubbard the starting running back for the Carolina Panthers. A Carolina Panthers team that doesn't really know what their throwing game looks like right now. Um, And their running game is very heavy. And so Chuba Hubbard is a priority pickup for me. I actually picked him up. I spent uh, my waiver priority to get him and then traded him immediately because my quarterback situation was shit. But you should still go out and get Chuba Hubbard. He's on a bye week this week, but um, if you're comfortable this week not having a running back of his magnitude and you know, you're know you in a playoff spot already, go out and get Chuba Hubbard for sure. And my final pickup of the week is Saints quarterback Taysom Hill. Wow. That was my second pickup of the week. <laughs> All right, let me. Uh, I've been talking about Taysom Hill. Yeah, you talk about uh, talk about Taysom Hill while I find a second. I've been pick. talking about Taysom Hill for quite some time now, and you know Taysom Hill coming into the season was in a battle with Jameis Winston, a legit battle, mm-hmm. which he lost to Jameis Winston. As J- as the Saints kind of saw Jameis as more comparable to Drew Brees than Taysom Hill was, and after you know Taysom Hill was was beat out by uh, Jameis Winston. He kind of returned to that jack-of-all-trades role he's played for most of his career. Now, the Saints signed him to a four-year million-dollar contract extension with $21.5 million in guarantees. So, again, this could be worth even higher if he becomes the full-time starting quarterback for the Saints. 
after losing Jameis, Jameis Winston for the year, they didn't see really much in backup Trevor Simeon. Taysom Hill is back from a very serious concussion. He's back from a leg injury. He's healthy now. It's his time. But he hasn't been made the official starter yet. He's not the starter yet. I'm telling you to go out and pick him up because when he is declared the starter, he's going to put up massive rushing totals for you, massive rushing touchdowns for you because the running game on this team is also not healthy. Mm -hmm. Taysom Hill is a priority pickup if you're in need of a quarterback in any any format. In QB1 leagues, QB2 leagues, QB4 leagues, doesn't matter. Go out and get him. Taysom QB4 Hill. QB4 leagues. Uh, Some deep-ass leagues there. Yeah, seriously. Um, I, I definitely agree. Taysom Hill, when he's healthy and he's like on the gridiron, he is a fantasy stud. So definitely go out and get him. Uh, my second pickup of the week, um, it's been a charm for me all season. I'm going to choose a defense, and that is the Miami defense. Uh, they're going up against my Giants on Sunday in the 1 p.m. slots. Daniel Jones ex- is expected to miss this game. Lots of turnovers. Lots and lots of turnovers. Mike Glennon is uh, poised to start this game. Um, I would also like to use this to segue into an apology um, for telling everyone to start Kenny Galladay last week. Um, so I apologize for that. But the, our, our throwing game right now is is stupid. Um, Kadarius Tony is going to be out. Sterling Shepard is going to be out. Kenny Galladay, who, who fucking knows. Um, but Mike Lennon has no options. Sounds like a Saquon day. It sounds like a Saquon day. Um, if you, I mean, I'm not going to say Saquon is a pickup of the week because he will already be rostered in 100% of leagues. But, um, yeah, go pick up the Miami defense because there's going to be a lot of interceptions and sacks. And, and pick sixes. And pick sixes and turnovers and all the fun stuff. So uh, go pick up the Miami defense. I feel like this is a trap. You know, every time we, we think this about the Giants, they come out and win. If they, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them yeah. to to figure out a way. Um, they just got rid of Jason Garrett, and they won last week in their first game without Jason Garrett against uh, divisional rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. So there you go. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that is our show for the week. Without you, oh, he's okay. We're back here. We're back. Tell you all about Who is this for now? Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. <laughs> Good God, Robbie it's Ray. We miss you. Miss your pants. I'm gonna buy extra tight pants just in your memory. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 